Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're going to the mall. Yes, the shopping mall, the center of American capitalism. We're going to talk about all the best stores, all the best food in the food court, and what the future of the malls really holds. Stick around. It's Up for Debate, and it's coming for you right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 85, recorded August 17th, 2017. Let's go to the mall. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to this episode of Up for Debate, the show that when it takes a summer vacation, it does it right. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by, I'd call him Tan, but he was in Iceland. It's uh, it's Matt Mariani. Oh, hey there, Sean. Uh, I'm going to give you an Icelandic greeting. Schlorbenborgen. Ah, and, and a grand Schlorbenborgen <laughs> to you as well, sir. Yes. Um, I back from my big trip. Didn't go to any malls over there. Oh. If there was a mall, I might have gone to one, but I don't think there are any malls in Iceland. I could be wrong, but we didn't find any. So, well, just just a lot of mountains and and uh, and volcanoes and waterfalls. Nice. Sounds lovely. You could have had a mall, maybe like next to one of those waterfall, like a like a mall behind a waterfall. Could just call it the waterfall mall. The water f- mall. The water f- mall. F- mall. It even sounds kind of Icelandic. I like it. Yeah. Catchy. Um, yeah. So let's go to the mall. Let's go to the mall, Matt. You know. I, you may not know this about me. You know a lot of things about me. You may not know this about me. Uh, there are certain things in life I find utterly fascinating. And, and the broad category of things I find fascinating is large-scale consumer-based construction projects. And you're thinking, what does that mean? Sports stadiums, amusement parks, shopping malls. These things fascinate me. And I don't know why. Maybe I was dropped on my head as a child. But I am infinitely fascinated by them because... They're usually large, brilliantly engineered, fascinating uh, economically, and are great microcosms of the American consumer capitalist experience. And I can think of no better way to describe that than the mall. And what's great about the shopping mall is that a mall is not necessarily a new concept, right? And, and you're the historian of the show. But, you know, the idea of a, of a marketplace where people could exchange goods and services for, for currency isn't necessarily a new idea. What I love about the shopping mall is it perfected it. Like, it, it, it hasn't, it, it is the peak of retail. The, the, the original, the 70s and 80s and into the 90s shopping mall. You have to remember, they took open air shopping malls and they closed them in. I mean, that's what's great is, is it's everything. It's food, it's stores, and even better, it's where people met to, as friends. It's where people went on dates. It's where families went. It, it's it's just such an interesting societal place, the shopping mall. Um, and they also have, you know, everything. It's great. I love – shopping malls are interesting. I, I find them fascinating. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I did a lot of reading – to the history of shopping malls uh, before this show. And it was really interesting. I mean, like you said before, the concept of the the, the mall as a uh, place to shop is, is a, a concept that really goes all the way back to ancient Greece and Rome. Uh, you had the Agora in ancient Greece, the Forum in ancient Rome, places where people gathered 
eventually became places of, of commerce and, and of, uh, of worship, of gathering together people. And uh, that concept continued, goes to, uh, you know, the Turks had the very first, I guess what we would call like a, like a shopping mall. They had the, uh, the bazaar. And, the, and every, every town under the Ottoman Empire had a bazaar. Uh, this place, a little bit different from the Forum, it was basically designed as a, as a giant open-air shopping mall. And some of them were enclosed, believe it or not. Um, there was a very famous one in Istanbul that uh, is one of the oldest bazaars that's closed off. Um, has a roof on it. But the the very first mall, believe it or not, as we know it today, Sean Jennings, do you know where it was built? Oh boy, you're gonna say it, and I'm gonna know it. Um, it's it's got like oaks in the name or something. Why is that coming to mind? It, damn it, where was it? You know the answer. Don't wants to hear me guess wrong. <laughs> Uh, the very first shopping mall that we know it, of course, was built in, um, yeah, it, it does have Oaks in the name. It was built in, in, in London, actually, uh, around the 19th century. Uh, but did you know that this mall was... actually, or I should say is, actually still in existence today. Yes. I'm looking at... Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Uh, the Burlington Arcade in London. There you go. Okay. Uh, there we go. Found the name. Uh, it was a it originally known as a, a shopping arcade, which I thought was pretty cool. Uh, it was open in the 19th century, and it, it wasn't called a mall, but it's kind of like our, our early predecessor to the shopping center. Um, then after that, the 20th century, of course, you had the, the height of commercialism, lots of uh, commercialism going on there. Uh, what blew my mind in this research, though, like, I, I was like, Almost got chills. Um, Sean Jennings, did you know that the very first uh, mall food court was built in 1974 in none other than the Paramus Park Mall hey. in Paramus, New Jersey? You know, I don't think people give Paramus enough credit. I, I think a lot of great innovations have come out of Paramus. Like the food Are court. Oh, no, okay. no, I'm ripping on Paramus. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I thought. But that that's a uh, that that mall holds a special place in my mind for being the closest place to my parents' house that has a Chick Fil A. Wow, but it's, it is a place that I have driven to go and obtain Chick Fil A uh, in the past before I moved to wonderful Northern Virginia, where there's a Chick Fil A literally like six minutes down the street. So, but I, I was, I was like 
bewildered to read that this was the first ever food court in America. Um, they believe that the image of food courts was popularized by the popular 1980s film Fast Times at Ridgemont High. There you go, Matt. Is that an you... 80s film or something? Um, I don't know what year that came out. That's good. I've never actually seen that movie, so I couldn't. I know that you're the font of, of uh, 1980s and 70s culture. Yeah, you would think. That's one of the many reasons I love Shadow Malls. Matt, do you know where the well, the first um f- the first modern shopping mall was built? The first climate controlled one in the United no. States? Um, I'm gonna just guess. Yeah, Minnesota. It is Minnesota. Look at you. Someone's someone's right up here. The Southdale Center in Edna, Minnesota, opened in 1956 and is still open today. Right. Minnesota, very, uh, very famous for their malls. The oh, mall that's America. Right. That's right. Right. That's the, uh, the largest mall in the world or in the in the country. Well, a fun fact about the Mall of America, Matt. There we go. We'll just double down on fun facts here. The Mall of America is the in the United States the largest mall by total square footage because they got a f- goddamn amusement park in the middle. But it's not actually the largest mall by retail square footage. Hmm. That distinction is held by the King of Prussia Mall in Prussia, Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. Hey, another place I've been. I've been to King of Prussia. I have as well. It's a mall. I haven't been to the mall, but I've been to King of Prussia, Pennsylvania. What else would you do in King of Prussia other than go to the King of Prussia Mall? How do you ask? I actually <laughs> took a cooking class in <laughs> Prussia, Pennsylvania. Stop. That's not true. I don't That's believe it. I, I went out there for a cooking class. and uh, I'm not buying right it. Right in, in uh, King of Prussia, PA. Uh, I, yeah, I don't really know what else you would do other than that. <laughs> Then visit the King of Prussia Mall. Uh, that, I just—I always get out of the, the fact that the town is called King of Prussia. That's just such a cool name for a town. Yeah, I don't know where that comes from. I just think to me that that sounds like you went to um, you went to Bloomington, Minnesota, but didn't go to the Mall of America. Be like, no, I went there yeah. and I got a haircut. Didn't have time to go to the Mall of America. Yeah. Next time. Oh, is that where the Mall of America is? Oh, oh. I, I missed it. The big building there. I thought that was like a warehouse. Yeah. I thought that was a prison. Um, no, yeah. Matt, there, there's a lot to talk about with shopping malls. I think we've only just begun to scratch the surface of what the shopping mall has to offer. But I do want to start in our first segment here on the food court. As you mentioned, a mall staple, um, obviously been around since it was invented in lovely Paramus, New Jersey. And what, when you think of a mall food court, what comes to mind? Describe for me the Matt Mariani food court. Terrible Chinese food. Terrible Chinese food. Terrible Chinese food that tastes really good and seems like a good decision at the time. But then later on, you find out that it's not such a good idea. Um, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Definitely the first thing. After that, you got to have an ideal food court has to have a Cinnabon. Not enough food courts have Cinnabon, mm-hmm. and it is a it is a travesty. It's a it's a mall classic. A lot of, yeah, you get like Auntie M's press pretzels, a Mrs. Or Fields cookies, Mrs. Fields cookies, exactly. 
but not enough have that Cinnabon. I feel like every every mall food court should have a Cinnabon. Um, and you got your you get your mix. You know, you get like <laughs> you get those uh, Cajun restaurants mm. that I I don't I would really love to find out. This is such a phenomenon, but where these Cajun style food chains like Bourbon Street and Cajun Kitchen, they serve Chinese food. Like it's not even bourbon food. It's not, I mean, it's not even, um, you know, you got like bourbon chicken, which is really just kind of like sesame chicken and you get lo mein. They straight up just give you lo mein. I know. It's I want to know like what, what Cajun cookbook you were reading that had lo mein in it. Um, it's just wild. And I, I'd love to find out the reason for that. Well, I, I'm very interested in starting the conspiracy if someone ha- already hasn't that, you know, how like uh, sunglasses, for example, like one company owns 90% of the sunglass market because they own they bought all the sunglass makers. Like I'm convinced there's one company that secretly runs all of the mall Chinese and Cajun restaurants because they're all the fucking same. They're all yeah. the same. You can go to any mall and they're identical, but they're not, you know, like obviously a McDonald's anywhere is identical too, but they're not, they're not branded identically. How do they do that? I'm telling you, there is some like secret corporate billionaire owner somewhere who is secretly running all of the mall Chinese and bourbon themed restaurants. Yeah. Kind of makes me think of, of the Chinese buffets too. There you a go. lot of those are also basically the same. Where do they come little, from? Little variation. Yeah, I feel like there's one headquarters that kind of is just in charge, one hive mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess the Cajun thing. It's, I mean, obviously it's pure branding. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, we'll call it Cajun, so it sounds exciting, or it sounds different. It just sounds different. You know, people like things that are different. Um. You know, not not too many opportunities to go to a Cajun restaurant, right? Unless you live in like Louisiana. So well, that's the thing. I mean, there are some that have three or four Chinese restaurants. You got to differentiate yourself, right? Now, now uh, also, what else you got? A mall staple, Sbarro. You got to yeah. have a got to throw the Sbarro in there. Yes, Sbarro, my favorite New York pizza joint. <laughs> you got to have Sbarro. That's right, the authentic New York style <laughs> pizza. Listening. Um, you have your, uh, I feel like there are, you know what? There's not enough. There's, there's not enough, uh, places to get a good steak, you know, at a mall food court. Would you get a mall food court steak? Would I get a mall food court steak? (laughs) Hmm. Let me think about that. Like Outback Steakhouse should be taking advantage of this and, and get a little like stand, an Outback stand. So, Matt, which would you be less likely to get? Mall steak or mall sushi? <laughs> I'd be less likely to get the mall steak for sure. I've gotten mall sushi before. Ooh. It's bad, but I've never gotten sick off of it. The mall steak, I would want to try it. I'd give it a try. I would I would go in with, with little expectations, but, you know, it may surprise you. It may become the next thing. Another thing that mall food courts should have is uh i and i i'm surprised that they don't have this why not throw in some shish kebab shish, you know, there's yeah. a lot of great bob please that's it's such a portable food people can eat it while they're shopping and or eat it while they're walking around the mall just i mean 
that's just a great solution. Um, I think, but yeah, there's... you got you got well, the malls always. You got to have the hot dog place, right? Maybe a Nathan's or yeah, Nathan's, Nathan's is, a, is a go-to place. That's a good portable. I always feel like though, if I if I eat at a Nathan's in a, in a mall, I feel like I've lost some. I, I feel like I've, I've like been defeated. Because it's like it's, it's got to be the least exciting thing that you can get. But what's less exciting than a hot dog and fries? Well, it's like you, you go to a food court and it's like how often when you go to like a regular restaurant, you only have what that restaurant serves. It's like if you go to a steakhouse, you're going to get a steak. The amazing thing about a mall food court is there's options. In, you can get I want a cheesesteak. You can get a cheesesteak. I want sushi. You can get sushi. Why would you go to a mall food court and be like, you know what exotic cuisine I feel like trying? <laughs> a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, then again, like the, I, I'm the guy who at the food court gets a hamburger, so I guess who am I then? The Nathan's is really there for the picky, the, the like the, the very picky kids or whatever, the picky guys. Sure. Um, but it, it is it is pretty cool because you know you can you can have like four friends and each person gets something else, like something different. Yeah, everyone's like happy. That. Very rare, rare that that uh, something like that happens. So, uh, very good for for agreement. Everybody can just kind of get what they want. Now, Matt, um, I'll give you one more here. Um, are you a fan of sure. Orange Julius? Do you know Orange Julius is the first thing that pops into my mind whenever I think of a mall? But I've never been inside of an Orange Julius. What? I, and I don't even, to, to be perfectly honest, I have no idea what they even sell. Wow. Is it clothes? Food? <laughs> I'm assuming because orange is in the name, it's probably like a like a drink place. Now, they do like orange yeah, like you're, smoothies. Yeah, you're basically, you figured it out. So uh, Wikipedia describes them as a chain of fruit drink beverage stores, which is not very appealing sounding. But no, it's essentially, it's kind of like smoothie. Their original beverage is the Orange Julius which Wikipedia describes as a mixture of ice, orange juice, sweetener, milk, powdered egg whites, and vanilla flavoring, like an orange creamsicle. And if you've never had an orange Julius, I will rep. They're hard to find. Most of them have clo- Although they say there are 5,700 locations. I don't think that's right. I think they're hard to find. I don't see many of them. Whenever I see an orange Julius, you got to stop and get the orange Julius. Yeah. Next time I see one, I will definitely make sure to do that. I think you should. I hear them. I hear like on, on whatever, cartoon shows or movies there's always like a reference to to orange julius and i never been in one yeah they were they were synonymous with malls back in the back in the 80s that was a very common uh location in malls that just doesn't exist anymore and where did they go what what? just disappeared no uh dairy queen bought them oh um in, in 1987 and um they're still around you can still find them uh but like if you go to dairy queen restaurants a lot of them serve orange julius really um you just don't see a lot of standalone orange julius stores but check that out i I have a, a dairy queen right over here it's pretty good to go and get an orange julius but if if i if i did have to pick out the number one mall food I would have to give it up for Cinnabon because mainly because for two reasons. One, you can't get it anywhere but a mall. 
Like, it's not like, like if I want like McDonald's or something, I can get that in a mall or I can get it anywhere. Chick-fil-A, I can get anywhere. Right. Right. Cinnabon, basically malls and airports are kind of like the only and rest stops on the highway are the only place you can get Cinnabon. Yeah, you're never just driving down the street in your town and like, oh, look at that. They put up a Cinnabon here. Like, never. Never see it. It's only pretty much exclusive. It is. I think um, Cinnabon actually makes some decent coffee, believe it or not. I've never tried that. Have you had their coffee? No. Decent coffee, and you can get the K-Cups, too, that are pretty good. Cinnabon K-Cups. I'm always too busy stuffing... Cinnabon's down my throat to drink the coffee, which probably isn't good. Um, I, I want to hear what your mall pick is, but before we do, we are streaming live on Facebook right now. We got a couple fans watching. Michael Johnson comments, as someone who has seen okay. Matt eat some rather grotesque things, I can attest to his credentials as an adventurous eater. Um, we all know that to be true. And Colin Turkel comments, the best part of any mall food court is the pretzel place, like Auntie Anne's or whatever. Your pretzel times or, or, <laughs> or whatever suits your body. I know, Colin. Colin, I think I borrowed your Auntie Anne's, like, buy 10 pretzels, get one free punch card back in 2009. And uh, I owe that to you. I think you had, like, half them punched. So make sure I, I give that back. Well, you, you borrowed it back in 2009 and only half of them are punched? No, they were half punched when they were given to me and I've never bought a pretzel with it. Oh, by now? By now I don't think I've should... ever bought a mall pretzel. I've never had a mall and want a pretzel. No, nah, it's true. I, I'm i giving you grief, but I think I've only been to an Annie Ann's like, like once. No, mall pretzels... I, I appreciate the, fa- again, another food you can pretty much only get in malls. Like if you're not in a mall or like a ballpark, where are you going to get a pretzel? True. So I respect that. But at the same time, I do not want a pretzel at a shop. I'm not walking around a shopping mall with my bags of things I bought. And I'm like, God, I am famished. You know what? I would like a hot pretzel. Mm-mm. <laughs> you know what I wanted a mall uh, while I'm walking around a mall. And I think Colin Turkel, you can back me up here. Uh, some takoyaki. They should have a takoyaki place in a mall. I don't even want that to know what that should be a good mall food. It's delicious. I don't even want to know. Uh, and Colin does comment uh, again. He says, dude, talking about his frequent pretzel card. And then he says, uh, Auntie Anne's was the most unlikely <laughs> chain that I never expected to see in Japan. And yet there it was in a train station in Tokyo. No way. Japanese people love their Auntie Anne's pretzel. I guess so. They also love their takoyaki. Whatever that is. Kids so, Google it. Serve takoyaki right next to their daigaku ino. The, now you're just saying nonsense. <laughs> Not true at all. Um arigato, Sean San. Wow. This is off the rails. As usual. Expect nothing less. So um so Matt, what's your what's your go to mall food? Uh I like I said before, I usually get the really good slash really bad Chinese food that's really starts out being really good and then you eat too much of it and it ends in a really bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the really good. If I'm not tempted by the Chinese food, my next go to on the list is probably like if they have a um, if they have like a like a uh, steak place, you know, like when they have steak, like not like literal steak, but oh, like a cheese steak. Oh, like a Charlie's like cheese steak or 
That's it. Charlie's, Charlie's is good. Charlie's is good. I'm a fan. And that's another place that you can't just – I've, I've never been to a Charlie's cheesesteak. I don't think they exist outside the world of shopping malls. Mm-hmm. So Charlie's cheesesteak is good. Uh, you know, trying to think what other I – mean, Taco Bell might be like next on the list, honestly. Then we're getting into like basic yeah. crap. Well, Michael Johnson on Facebook says, for a mall treat, you can't beat a good smoothie. Easily handheld and refreshing. And I agree, Michael Johnson, go to Orange Julius, get an Orange Julius, and your mall experience will be that much better. If you can find an Orange If you go back to 1984 and go to your local shopping center. Get in your DeLorean and... Stop at at Benetton, pick up some some goods, stop at the Sam Goody, buy buy a few albums few cassette tapes and then go to your your local uh, orange julius john if they ever invent time travel i want you to know you are the first person i would pick to come with me back to the 1980s and i just because i would need you as like a cultural translator. am i the all right am i the guy in the movie right because this is the movie you and i are gonna write where you invent time travel or you stumble upon it or something right and you're, you're like, dude, we're going to go back to the 80s. But I don't know anything about the 80s. Smash cut to me, like, in my apartment, like, rocking out to Duran Duran and, you know, with the big oversized sunglasses. And, yeah, and you have, like, your Rush shirt on. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. The door just busts open. Sean, I invented time travel. Dude. Back to the 80s, Except time. it'd be more like I would be trying to get back to, like, the 1280s or 1380s. And then all of a sudden the time machine breaks and we're Ooh. in the 1980s. I'd watch that movie. That would be pretty good. Yeah. The next thing we know, we're at a school dance and you're rocking out to Johnny Be Good. Yeah. (laughs) As going nuts. As the photograph fades, as we cease, slowly cease to exist. Yeah. Uh, Oh man. Now my heart's set on some takoyaki. I wish I had a taco. We're going to just push through it and we're going to keep moving on here. (laughs) Um, So other things about shopping malls, Matt. Now, um, I think when I, when I think you got to remember the way shopping malls have been built historically is there are anchor stores and then there's the rest of the mall. And you'll know, so you look at any map of any mall and that's how it works. Usually your anchor stores are your JC pennies and your Macy's and your Sears and your circuit cities and your Bontons, and your Zares, and your uh, Ames, and your uh, Bradleys, and your... Uh, now I'm just into ones that don't exist anymore. But you get the idea. And then they have all of the small stores in between. That's usually how malls are constructed. Is is FYE still a thing? I don't think... I was trying to think of all the, 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 the stereotypical mall stores... I don't think FYE exists anymore. Is Spencer's still a thing? Yes. Spencer's Gifts. Is yeah. that what you know? That's yeah. still a thing. I, I've seen or those. Or like Claire's? Claire's is still a thing. That's that's a Hot Topic? Oh, Hot Topic, yes. That's a hot mall topic classic. Is um, that is a mall classic because it, it caters to the mall demographic, which is the teenagers. People with nothing better to do? Teenage punks and their skateboards and their loud music that hang out at the malls. Um, exactly. You walk by. And Damn you, kids. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, those are that's usually some all stuff right there. Bath and Body Works. Yeah. Uh, Tivana. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Starbucks, of course. Wow. You gotta have lots of Starbucks. Yeah, you need to have like four. Now, what I didn't understand, you, do you remember, Sean Jennings, do you remember Funko Land? No, I don't think that was a thing. Funko Land? Oh, Funko Land is the best. Okay, and what so is cool. Funko, Funko Land? Funko Land. It was basically like a, like a, like a really cool blockbuster. Blockbuster was kind of like the man you know what i'm saying it was like the establishment funko land was just a, i think they i don't know if they had dvds i think they might have only had games but i've seen those in malls obviously they don't exist anymore because of things like gamefly and netflix but yeah if well, they could bring that if they could bring one thing from a, that that used to be in malls funko land Funko Land. Well, see, we didn't have a Funko Land. We had a um, we had uh, an electronics boutique. I like Funko Land. And before that, we had Babbage's. Babbage's. That was way back. That goes back to the early nineties. Comp USA. Comp USA. Sure. Yeah. Fries. Funko Land just blows them all out of the water. Like look, that name is so cool, Funko Land. Like, yeah, but that sounds like a front for something. Like that—that's <laughs> trying too hard. Yeah. Funko. Funko Land. Yeah, I don't know if they exist anymore. Probably not. Uh, they're so obscure they don't have a Wikipedia page. So. Oh no! Here we go. Funko. Oh no! Funko Land redirects to GameSpot or GameStop. Maybe GameStop bought yeah. them. GameStop probably bought them. It's probably what happened. Uh, wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. Um, I don't know, Mr. Sean. What's your go-to place in the mall? What, what, what do you go Matt, to the mall for? What do you like to to see in the mall? I. You know what fascinates me about malls, Matt? Mall walkers. Are you familiar with this breed of individual? Mall walkers. Mall walkers. Are these just like window shoppers? No, these are people who go to shopping malls exclusively to get exercise with no plans to buy anything. There are these clubs you can you can do it on your own or you can join certain malls have clubs and you sign up and you go and you just walk laps around the mall. Wow. This is a thing. That's absolutely a thing. That's kind of insane. Isn't it? I have to say. But it kind of makes I sense. Because where else are you going to get as large of a flat walking surface indoors than you get at a shopping mall? Yeah, but I I feel like, I mean, just speaking from a personal standpoint here, uh, there's only so many times I can walk around the mall before I start to go insane yeah but isn't that the like same over and over again but isn't that the same as any other lap based ex- you know i know people who walk around parks in laps i could i could totally see it if it's like raining outside but i mean gotta get that fresh air man well like, but if you live in a like this time of year if you lived in florida or texas or arizona where it's 100 plus degrees outside really 
I, I'm just afraid for the future. Like, is this what our future is going to be? Everybody's going to be walking around indoors and never going outside because the sun is too hot. It could burn our skin at any minute. Well, that's just global warming. Probably, probably how the future is going to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did they ever fix that hole in the ozone layer? Because uh, they were talking about that, doing it for a while. And then now no one talks about it anymore. Like, it's not a problem. No. I know that um, Rocco from Rocco's Modern Life tried to fix it. R-E-C-Y-C-L-E, recycle. Okay. Uh, boy, are we off topic. This musical uh, episode. C-O-N-S-R-E-V, conserve. All right. We could just do Rocco's Modern Life for the next hour. I would be fine with that. Yeah. Getting a reboot. I'm kind of excited. I really hope they don't blow it. Because I, I watch reruns of that show now, and it's still fantastic. Yeah. What a twisted piece of comedy. Um, But no, Matt, when it comes to shopping malls, I don't go to shopping malls anymore. Because I'm 26 in the year 2017, and uh, I'm a millennial, and I don't go to shopping malls. Millennials are killing shopping malls, Matt. They're, they're killing... Oh, oh. We... We are in the, the darkest days of the shopping mall. Not since the Middle Ages themselves have shopping malls been in such dangerous predicaments. Yeah. I mean, when you when you have uh, Amazon, you don't really need to ever go anywhere. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you, Matt, because it's an undeniable fact. And there's a little bit of an argument about maybe they're starting to bounce back a little bit. But there's no argument that retail is hurting. Stores are closing. In the next five years, we could see Sears and JCPenney completely disappear off the map. A totally real possibility. Stores are struggling. But the question is, why? Why are malls struggling? What is the reason? Is it that people are shopping online? Or could there be other causes for the decline in the American mall shopper? And I wanted to get your theory. Now, one of the reasons I started thinking about us talking about shopping malls, I picked this on Don't Panic two weeks ago. There's this fantastic YouTube series called The Dead Mall Series by a guy named Dan Bell. You should check it out. He goes around the East Coast to what he calls dead malls, which are malls that are still technically open, but have like two stores in them. And he films them. And it's some of the most fascinating, tragic stuff you've ever seen. Some of these malls. But it really got me thinking, why, Matt? Why? What is going on? Solve our our, our retail crisis. Uh, I don't know. I, I think when once you have people that can get literally anything that they can think of on an app or on a website and they never have to leave their house, that frees up your time to go do other things more likely than not going to be other things that don't involve going to a, a mall. I think that people used to go to the mall to get everything they wanted in a, in a close proximity. For example, you know, when, when it's Christmas time and you're doing your Christmas shopping, you know, you have all the stores right there, right across from each other. You only have to park your car once you get all the crap you need and then you're done. Now you don't even have to leave your couch and you get all the crap you need delivered to your front door. So 
I think that the, just the need for malls is, is ceasing to exist. Um, other than just the pure convenience of like meeting up with friends, I feel like is, is what's saving malls or keeping them alive right now. Like, you know, you could still, it's a rainy day. You want to meet up with some friends, but you don't have the money to go to the movies or there's nothing playing that you're into or whatever. Uh, even even if you want to go catch a movie, there, there's a lot of malls that have movie theaters. Like that's what malls are still good for. They're they're points of contact for multiple people to meet up. But other than that, like who who really needs to map out a trip to the mall anymore when you can just get everything online? Matt, uh, you're wrong. Yeah. What? You're wrong. You are incorrect. You 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 incorrect. You are. I call baloney. I, I, I did not realize that there was a correct answer. To there this. is, and the one you gave is we not just, that. I thought we were just spitballing here. You think this is an What's opinion show? On? No, we're fact based here. Yeah, I thought we were up for opinion. <laughs> no man. No no. I I do think online has some piece of it, but I I I genuinely feel people give online shopping too much credit in this situation. And I can think of three good other reasons why malls are struggling. One, go into any mall for the most part in America, and you'll notice they all look the same, which A, I think is kind of creepy, where they all have that same like salmon, pink, and green tile, and the trash cans all look, and they have those benches. Every mall kind of looks the same. But they all look the same as they did in the 80s because no one's done anything to keep malls a pleasant place to be. There are a lot of successful malls in this country. They're all the ones that were built in the last five years because they're built in a way that people like to go to. My, my local shopping mall here in, in the greater Springfield area, not a great mall. It's kind of run down and kind of shitty. And I don't want to go there because it's not a pleasant place to be. So tell me, tell me what the format is. What is what makes these malls better? Are they? Is it an aesthetic? The is newer malls, function? you mean? Is it more functionally? Yeah, the newer the malls that you say were built in the last so five years. Is it a functionality thing? Are they more convenient? So I'll give you a couple. One, I think I'm interested in this idea of indoor outdoor malls. Because a lot of the re, uh, new constructions leaning towards the open-air malls. I'm not sure if one's better than the other. I think you can do both successfully, but I think it's an interesting development. I will say, two, they are building malls in better areas. Um, the problem with a lot of older malls is that they were built and then businesses came and went in the surrounding areas. And now they're failing because there's no one there to shop. They build the malls in the new areas that are more successful. So that's part of it, too. I'll also say that a lot of malls now are built in mixed-use so you should just build a mall, surround it with a giant parking lot, and then there was nothing else. Nowadays, like when I was in Houston, and I'd go to the new shiny malls they built there, they were surrounded by other restaurants, by apartments, by uh, other interesting things going on, uh, open spaces and parks and shit. I mean, it was like whole big developments where a mall was only part of it. So it gives you more of a reason to go there and feel good about being there. But I will also say the thing about new malls gets to my second point, which is... Old dying malls have shitty stores nobody wants to shop at. The problem isn't that your local mall is necessarily terrible. It's that JCPenney is terrible. 
and Sears is terrible, and Macy's is terrible. I don't think people are going online shopping because it's more convenient, and especially when it comes to things like clothes and shoes. I think people are doing it because their local malls don't have things they want to wear. There's a re- there are a lot of successful clothing retailers out there in the world. They don't like, have stores at your local mall. That's the problem. Yeah, Uniqlo. I'm repping Uniqlo. I love. There you go. Love, love Uniqlo, Sean. It's a problem. I'm not cool enough to wear like Uniqlo, Uniqlo, but that's I'm okay. not thin enough to wear Uniqlo but I buy their clothes in the hopes that someday I will be. But that's what malls need. Uh, seriously, malls need to, to have what's current in them with trends. And malls in the 80s and 90s used to do that. And then all, all those stores left or they didn't, you know, they aren't going to build a, a JCPenney. Uniqlo doesn't need to be a JCPenney size store. That's part of the problem. The stores just aren't good. So I think that's that's the other big issue. The last one, is that malls no longer are relevant as a social space in addition to a shopping space. Think about it. When I go to the mall, I go to one store, I buy what I need, and I get the hell out of there. I do not stick around at the mall because there's no reason to. It's not like back in the day when you wanted to hang out with your friends. You went to the mall and you just were there for hours and you just dicked around. Now, you don't do that. You, most of the time you're online, when you do meet in person, you don't do it at your local mall because your local mall has shitty stores and it's run down. Yeah. And I, are you sure you're not just thinking like, well, now I have a car and I could I, like, I could get my friends and drive to a baseball game? Well, there's just... Like we could go other places. Usually like back then, like your parents had to drop you off at the mall and you would just hang out with your friends and dick around all day. But I think that was more out of... Well, we have to because we have no ride. We have to stay in the mall forever. But but here's the thing. A lot of retail, and this is kind of maybe point four, which is a lot of retail is now building standalone stores. It's very popular now because they can build them custom. The leasing works a little bit better. That's why when you see new Starbucks, they're not in malls. They're in their own building. You see new Chipotle's, they're in their own building, right? I think people are going there and not to shopping malls because they don't need to go there for five things. They're like, hey, you don't say, hey, let's go to the mall. You say, hey, let's go to Chipotle. Hey, let's go to whatever standalone store. Hmm. I don't know, Sean. I, I, I mean, I definitely agree that malls can be better designed. And that's, that's a topic I would really like to explore more with you. But I still have to say that the number one reason in my mind is is the online is the convenience it's just that it's just more convenient to get things online you don't have to go out you can go out and like do other things instead of going to malls because if you need it boom order it online yeah but I, I would argue online shopping is hurting the targets and walmarts of the world more than it's hurting the malls because on on online shopping in a in a shopping mall theoretically in a good shopping mall there should be things there that you will buy in person and not online because the stuff i buy online is generic crap that if the internet didn't exist i would buy at target and so that's the thing is there's just so much available on the internet you could like you can get generic crap but you could also go on etsy and get a bunch of unique crap well but a mall was never going to do that either no, I mean, no, I, I guess I guess if the theory is there's only so many retail dollars and they're taking bigger slices, then yeah, I guess that's fair. It's like surpassing the mall. If anything, maybe maybe 
the answer to saving the mall is by turning it into some kind of like almost it's really funny, but almost going back to the bazaar, going back to like the 13th and 14th century bazaars that would sell a bunch of unique crap. You know, like like little like like I don't want to say mom and pop fronts, but just like little like craft artisan stores where every mall you go to would be a completely unique experience. Well, it, and you, the things that you would buy in it would be places you couldn't like things that you could literally could not buy anywhere else. Well, what's fascinating about that, Matt, is you're 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 absolutely on the right track. If you look at a lot of these quote unquote dead malls, the few stores that are still in them are local businesses that came in and because the leases were so cheap because the mall's in such bad situation that they came in and opened stores in the mall and those are the store the malls that are kind of bouncing back a little bit a lot of the reason is is because of that is because of smaller businesses not the JC Penney's of the world that are putting up storefronts and and delivering something that you know you you you're right you can't get anywhere else so i i agree i think that's a fantastic option for for malls for me you know, you ask if I were designing a mall or if I were telling a mall how to fix itself. The big problem is, and this is this happened in 2008 with the crash. Part of the reason places like Circuit City went out of business. Too much square footage. These stores cannot support the square footage they are in. There's a reason why smaller stores are kind of doing okay. It's and it's the J.C. Penney and Sears of the world because they have these massive two-story you know, 150,000 square foot stores that they just can't fill with enough stuff and people to to pay for it. If I were building a mall today, no anchor stores, no large stores, a lot of medium and small stores, but no large stores. You don't need it. You don't need it in this retail environment because you're right. You should only be having things in your store that people will go specifically to your store to get. I'm not going to go to Sears and buy a garden hose and a wrench and some pants and a TV and a dryer. I'm not going to do it. That doesn't make any sense. Buy Just sell all. me one thing. Yeah, save yourself the gas money. I, it's But again, about half of what I listed I can get online. Yeah. But, but, but what can't you get online, right? I'm going to go to the store if I'm buying a washer and dryer. That makes sense. Not going to buy that online. Right, but but doubtful you'll go to a mall to get a washer and dryer. But I would if there was a store. I mean, I went to Lowe's to get my washer and dryer, and Lowe's are in some malls. So, again, I think it's just about the types of generic department stores aren't, 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 aren't where it's at. I, I went to my local mall the other day. Um, and I went to one store I, because I went there just to go to DSW, which is a great store. They only sell shoes. They sell a lot of shoes. I need shoes. I'm not going to buy shoes online. So I'm going to go buy shoes at DSW. So I went to the mall. I didn't go in any other stores at the mal I went to DSW and I left. Yeah. What, what they got to, they, yeah, they got to start bringing back like more unique. Like you said, the malls are all too, too similar. They're too, too generic. If every mall had its own unique flavor and was very unique to that town, that location, I think that more people would stop by and more people would want to take their families there or take their friends there. And like nobody spends the day at the mall anymore. It used to be a thing to do when it was you know rainy outside. Some people maybe still do that, but it's not it's just not as as enticing as it used to be, I guess. 
Um, and the answer to that would definitely be more takoyaki. You got to get takoyaki stands and put them up all over the mall. And you got to get garlic fries. Is that something I mentioned? Garlic fries would be great. A great mall snack. I, would it though? Garlic fries with sour cream to dip in. And maybe some of them you can get like some chives. That's like, that's not very portable. It's bad for your breath. Well, each one would come with like a mint. That would be their, that would be their thing. Their thing would be like, here's your fries and mint. I can't think of anything more unappealing than eating a lot of garlic and then eating a mint. Well, the mint isn't really for you, Sean. It's for the people who have to smell your garlic and breath. Oh, they just smell the mint and then they don't have to smell. Oh, that, all right. That's all right. Now it's clicking. That makes sense. Mall kiosks are great. Mall kiosks are great. Dippin' Dots is great. Dippin' Dots. Holy like shit. How is that still? I thought they went bankrupt a few years ago. How are they still oh, a thing? The only place you see them are at baseball games. Amusement parks and shopping sense. malls. That's about it. It melts so fast. They, they claim that it doesn't melt, but it does. It it's melts. Ice cream just of like the future, my ass. But it was the ice cream of the future, and then that, that future never came. Nope. So. Nope. Bad call. Take that gastronomy. I, I remember back in, I maybe people still do it, I guess, because they still exist. But back when you would go to the mall kiosks for like phone accessories. Yeah. And Ooh, they would break in like two days. Yeah. I remember I was in my mall once and they had free personality tests for Scientology at a kiosk in my oh. mall. Like, sir, would you like a free personality test? I'm like, that's when they, that's when they tell you that you're severely depressed and you need scientology that's when you use the e-meter to check your thetans yeah no i i steered way clear of them you know what would be a cool thing to have at a mall is uh speaking of like made up bullshit is a like a tarot reading table oh sure like somebody your tarot cards that'd be cool it's there and just like yells insults at you like everybody that walks by but Spoiler, it's actually a dunk tank. So he's yelling insults at you, but he's sitting the where he's sitting as like a trap door and like you have you pay for like some bean bags that you can throw at the target and then the trap door opens up, but instead of falling into a tank of water, he falls into the next floor of the mall and probably gets really badly hurt. Matt, is your mall just a carnival? <laughs> I'm, I'm just suspicious. thinking of things that would make malls unique, Sean. And I think that's that's uh, that's very unique, isn't it? What mall has that? None of them. Well, Mall of America does have an amusement park. Yeah, it does. It's true. But does it have a, a magic shop that has all magic? Ooh. And you go into the magic shop and the, the, the proprietor knows your name before you come in. And he offers to sell you something for a lot of money, but then gives it to you for free but then gives you a cryptic warning about it. And then when you leave and turn back, the store's not there. Wow. The monkey's paw. I've read a lot of Goosebumps as a kid, so I'm used to these things. Uh, One of them could sell some uh, unlucky things. (laughs) And like an unlucky store, like a ladder that you you could walk. Like Like mirrors you can break and black cats are just wandering around. (laughs) The entrance to the store is a ladder that you have to walk under. You have to walk underneath the ladder and somebody hands you an umbrella and the entire store, the floor is all cracks. So every time you step, you break your mother's back. Wow. 
That's I don't know how and, you make any money doing that, but I feel like somehow with like the 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 irony of the universe, it would actually be very successful and profitable, even though it's very because it's taking all the bad luck off of you and putting it on all the people who come in the store, so you get rich while they yeah. have great misfortune. Yes. How about haunted houses, Sean? Do they have haunted houses in in malls? You know, that would be a really good idea for like a closed mall or a mall that went out of business to host a haunted house in the mall. mall. Haunted mall. What if the entire mall was haunted? That would be great. Everywhere was haunted and you were locked inside the mall. Wow. That would be pretty fun. That's a good idea. And really, really scary. Really scary. Holy crap. I can't. I would not want to be in a haunted mall, but I bet there's people that would like thrill seekers would probably pay money to do it. How about an entire mall that's made just for thrill seekers? People that want like death defying thrills. You have to sign like like a waiver, like blades shoot out of the floor or something. Like what do you, (laughs) I mean like, yeah, the entire mall has traps in it. Okay. Everywhere there's traps and you have to like solve puzzles and, unlock clues but it's the whole mall just Matt, to like go anywhere that that's not a mall that's a saw movie <laughs> well they would be safe i guess i mean you could have a, you could do whatever you want it's your mall but <laughs> in that small like you will die <laughs> you can make it like safe and, and kid friendly and I, i'm sure you'd make a lot of money that actually reminds me all right there is there is an, an attraction at some malls they're starting to have these escape rooms. Have you heard of these escape yes. rooms? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so these escape rooms are actually fantastic because they bring people to the mall. I agree. Unique right? experiences. So that's, that's Go-karts. Go-karts are – they're putting those in a lot of malls now. Go-karts and ice skating and batting cages. Carousels and, and – Bumper cars and uh, shooting ranges and paintball and – Sounds like Dirt a fun bikes mall. and rollerblades and jet skis and hovercraft helicopters and and all kinds of cool. I always, you know how the, the Mall of America has that amusement park section to it? Yeah. What if a mall had a roller coaster that went around the entire mall? Okay. Is it, is it, does anybody do that? And then, well, you, but you can get off at certain places, kind of like a monorail. That's just a really fast monorail. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just a monorail, but it's it has loop de loops. I don't. It's just, it's just like fighting monorail. I don't think they could do that. Big mall to do it, but I don't. I don't think science has progressed far enough for that to be possible. Yeah. Uh someday though. Someday. Although I will say, there is a place that's like a mall, but worse. And that would be the airport. Because airports are kind of okay. like malls. Because they have shopping, and they have yeah. crappy food. But airports are, yes, airports are just like malls, but they're like malls that you're forced to be at. You're, you're you're, to you take. have to go through heavy security to get into kind of stuck yeah heavy security to get into and you don't leave until your flight leaves so you're just like it's much like i think it's a way to just make us feel better for our, our temporary captivity that, that we can 
But there's like, never anything good in an air like I, I've in all the airports I've ever. No, that's not true. Amsterdam has a very nice airport. Most of the airports think, I've been in, I never want to buy anything or eat anything because it all looks terrible. I try to buy and eat as little as possible in the airports. Portugal had a very nice airport. Lisbon was international there. airports are very nice. I very much like the Lisbon airport. I wouldn't mind being stuck there for layovers. Um, Stuttgart, Germany. I had a layover there on my way to Portugal, and they had a nice airport. It was very clean and efficient, although I think I may have had the worst bagel of my life. You got an airport bagel? bagel. Airport bagels are bad. Don't get them. It was just wasn't a bagel. It wasn't even close to a bagel. Anyway... Um, yeah, try, try not to get food at airports. I mean, I know you have to do it, but in that scenario, man, just like go with the most reliable. It's like, go to a McDonald's because you, at least you know what you're going to get. A lot of airports have exotic and crazy things that are expensive and really don't taste all that great. So, yeah, by the way, uh, minor pro tip. And then I swear we're going to go back to malls, uh, seat guru which is an app you can get. It's really great. Uh, it tells you all about, um, or no, it's not Seat Guru. They changed the name because they don't just do airplane seats anymore. I will look up the name. But anyway, there's an app that's really fit. Uh, Gate Guru, that's what it is. Gate Guru. And it's it's got, it's a database of all the major airports in the world. And they've got maps and they tell you all the food and all the stores that are in there. And you can get a list and then you can, they have ratings of all the different places. And it's a really, I use that all the time when I was traveling. Um, especially when you get to, you know, when you're in like Atlanta or Detroit or some of the really big airports, um, it's very convenient to know where stuff is. So, yeah, gate guru, gate guru. Um, all right, Matt, anything else on anything else on shopping malls? I, I have a, I have a story that I have to, I have to tell you this story because you talked about orange Julius before. Um, you said their most popular product was a uh, creamsicle shake, if I'm not mistaken. You said it was like a orange. It's called the Orange Julius, and you said it tasted like a creamsicle, right? A bit, yeah. Okay. I, I have to tell you that one time I tried to make a creamsicle drink. This may surprise you, but I can get kind of creative with food and beverages. Uh, I bet you could guess exactly what I did with and how to make this creamsicle i well I, well first my first thought was matt got orange soda in the maris cafeteria and put a bunch of soft serve into it no that would have been great that would have been a genius idea no, <laughs> but instead, instead <laughs> this is high school matt or middle school matt i think high school matt mm-hmm. he took orange juice and just mixed it with some milk that sounds exactly like <laughs> exactly like you might imagine a creamsicle would not taste like it was just a foul, foul looking, foul tasting, but I don't know. I would, I would not recommend it. Actually, the milk and the orange juice is kind of separated and you could like taste each one independently, like one right after the other. It was like the orange and then the milk. It was, it was awful. I hope the I'm looking forward to the actual orange Julius. I'm going to try it as soon as I can. Yeah. And I will report back. Yeah, definitely do it. We'll have to do a whole episode sometime on just weird shit you've made and eaten. Because I feel like we could do a whole hour on that. 
can easily. You know those brackets we had? We could we could do like a whole bracket. Matt's actually. food inventions, yeah. sweet yeah. sixteen. I love it. But you gotta you gotta like decide if it's gonna be the most disgusting things I've ever attempted or the best things. Matt, I I swear to you, we'll never do it. But if we ever do it, I will make and videotape myself consuming every oh, single no. one. Oh, <laughs> so. It's a promise that you may regret. I know, so. and, but one I will have to keep. Uh, all right. Well, that's fantastic. We are out of time. We got to wrap it up here. Uh, if you have thoughts on shopping malls and you want to get a hold of us or just thoughts on anything in the show in general, please do so. We still have the phone number 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-8324. You can also email us at upfordebatetv at gmail.com or tweet at us at upfordebatetv on Twitter. Of course, we do the show Thursday nights. I'm going to say roughly 8 p.m., give or take. Um, but you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash up for debate TV, like the page and I'll let you know when we go live. Cause we stream live there. Of course you can get this show anytime on our website at up for where we've got all the episodes, the audio and the video are there. You can check us out. Uh, just search up for debate TV on YouTube. And of course the podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm going to virtually guarantee we're there. So download and subscribe to get new episodes. Uh, that is it. We are done, uh, but we will be back next time with more great discussion. We hope you had as much fun as we did. On behalf of Matt, this is Sean. Thank each and every one of you for joining us and hoping we'll see you next time for more great debate here on Up For Debate.